This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for the weirdest edition of Sour Graps yet. And that says something, people, okay? Because we're real weird around here. But when Alex Pulowski is out, I face a challenge. Okay, this has literally never happened. This man has not taken a vacation in the entire time I've been at Fightful. And I thought, listen, I can't replace Alex. Okay? So why don't I go in the opposite direction? Let me see if we can bring on a champion of positivity like Joel Pearl. And this is what I need from you guys. Okay? I need your usual. I need a thumbs up on this video. I need you to support us at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I need you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, okay? We're we're down, Alex. We need your $5. It's going to be rough. He might be negotiating pay raises. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, okay? And I'm going to need you to get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats because without Alex here, I thought the best way to pay tribute to him is to probably just try and dismantle the notion of power. She couldn't even say it. She couldn't even say it before. Okay. Joel, weirdos, who sits down to just enjoy the product. Oh, man. See, this is what happens when Joel comes on. My internet is even worse. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's, that's it's all I'm the here worst. for. Oh, God, it's even worse than you would do. Listen, he sits down to watch wrestling and enjoy it like some kind of weirdo, okay? He actively looks to enjoy the things he's watching, which is not our ethos here at Sour Graphs, okay? It's just not. So I'm going to need your help in doing my favorite thing. My favorite thing next to being Alex's co-host is burying Joel. So please send in your super chats, send in your humper chats. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Jake Salazar asking the important questions right off the top here. Can you sing or do funny voices? If not, that's okay. I'll let you answer that, Joel. I uh, can wear a hat, a funny hat. He's got a funny hat. It's a very, it's giving SpongeBob your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go down, we'll go down to the the crabby shot. I don't know. I haven't watched SpongeBob in 20 years. Uh, This is, this is what I'm not asking for, Jake. Okay. It's not okay. It's not okay that he's one of these half-ass hosts who talks about wrestling and reviews matches and at no point sings songs or does impressions, especially impressions that sometimes sound nothing like them. It's not okay, but we're, we're going to do the best that we can. All right. We're going to go what if, through. What if I did like, NXT. What, if, what if I did a Krusty the Clown? Would that Can that you make... do a Krusty the Clown? I, I, I think I can do Krusty pretty okay. All right. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. It's not Alex Polowski, but it's not bad. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll try it all night and we'll see if we get better. We're going to save this for the end, but I love it. I love it so much. Um, Guys, get into those super chats and your humper chats. We always have these wonderful supportive ones at the top of the show, which I always appreciate. 
Killicate Absentee Alex, mystery co-host of the most, Papa Paul, Elizabeth Jambeard, sisters, Louise, Meat Man, Jake Sourzar, all of the SGS, much love. That's how much of a difference this show makes when I'm around. Kate completely loses her entire everything, and I get to take over the show. Okay, let's go. Okay. All right. Now, now I got to catch up because all the news is coming. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, first of all, let's talk about NXT tonight and how great it... What happened to you? Hi. How are you? You missed out. <laughs> this is why I'm not supposed to host the show, okay? What, what happened? On StreamYard, it's very easy to go try and click a message off and accidentally back out of the whole broadcast instance altogether. Um, so my apologies for that, but not apologies for this, that my dad, the wonderful Paul Elizabeth says, big welcome into the SGS for Joel. Thanks, dad. Thank you, dad. I'll tell my dad. I'll tell my dad someday about how we just mostly sit here to bury you. But <laughs> Jam Beard saying, Joel, give us your best show, Casey. Oh, wait, that's your normal voice. <laughs> you hey, man, I got angry tonight on that show. I don't ever get angry. I, I know, it's true. I don't like positive mental attitudes, though. I'm not a PMA guy, as as referenced tonight. Um, First of all, I don't like any of this BS. We're putting myself back on the hosting oh, yeah, side. I'll flip that back over, shouldn't we? <laughs> yes, as I am in control, okay? All Damage yours. <laughs> there we go. Um, am I? There we go. Uh, no more pineapple bean, it's pineapple pearl. <laughs> Whoa, now do Linda and Sheila know Brender? That's what I'm calling that voice Joel just did. I love it. Brender is our, our mall walking buddy sometimes. But guys, uh, Chai Town Spurs saying, Joel, you are not a pirate, which is aggressive. Uh, do you care to respond? Maybe you are not a person. <laughs> have you thought of that? Hmm? I mean, you have a point. You have a point. I, Bill Alphabet. It's just the way it positive goes. Positive Alex, which I love. Guys, you guys are so awesome with the support. Thank you so much. Koi Stallings asking, puns. What puns should we do? I think SpongeBob or Pirate Puns uh, inadvertently is going to take over here. Um, <laughs> Ryan Sullivan asking, does Joel know that? How about we give Super Chats to get Kate's internet back up and running? <laughs> We're already batting a thousand here. Oh my goodness. This is the best post show you guys have ever done. Are you aware this is a cult? I hate everything. Are you aware your Most internet is internet. awful? <laughs> uh, you were reading the Super Chat saying, is Joel, okay, this is a cult. Yes, I am aware <laughs> that this is a cult. I run one too. Uh, but don't, don't, don't tell people that I run one too. Um... How many roots are in the tree of your cult? Uh, a, a seven. One for every dollar I had to offer Ava Rain to uh, join it. Oh. <laughs> good. I'm very good. Your internet is just perfect. You are. This is I'm glad. <laughs> I'm... I'm going to start the NXT part and I'm going to give my thoughts on our opening segment and then I'm going to reboot my internet. So that's going to be the game plan for right now. Um, let's see. We start with Baron Corbin in a promo that I thought 
that he never thought he'd be back at the uh, Performance Center after leaving eight years ago. <laughs> it, I love that Alex says that like it's not Bizarro World to start with, but okay. <laughs> it's a Bizarro World to what we normally do, which is already pretty bizarre. But we get Baron Corbin saying he thought he would never be back after leaving eight years ago because that's not how developmental systems are supposed to work most of the time, but that he ascended to the new heights of SmackDown and Raw. But ever since then, there's been a little ego problem brewing in NXT here. There's been these people coming up on the main roster. He sounds like a boomer on their cell phones and not showing respect or paying attention. I liked him making reference to the FCW class and that they have guaranteed contracts now, saying that they were the ones selling out Barclays and now they're just in the performance center. But he takes objection to Mello specifically and is interrupted by Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov says he wants Corbin to look in his eyes and say he's not soft and weak. He's the most animalistic, intense man in NXT and he's beaten everybody in NXT. Hard to argue with that after what he did at Battleground in an incredible match. Um, Corbin says that he retired Kurt Angle and is the last man to pin Roman Reigns. Kind of weird that they've only met. We were doing NXT so NXT well. and not on the main roster. But Ilya says that he's here to target Mello. And he is here for the title. Curses. Uh, I have actually no problem with this promo. We get Corbin posing for the crowd and Trick attacking him because Corbin was talking all that S about Carmelo. Didn't hate this opener. I feel like uh, Dragon Off Feud is a, a good place for Baron Corbin to enter the picture for a lot of reasons. I think in-ring is it's probably a good match, but I am just kind of befuddled as to why the Roman Reigns <laughs> pin storyline is happening in NXT. Why is this not on the main roster? Why? Did they make that story work about as well as my internet? I'm going to reboot it. Joel is going to tell you all about the things that were wrong with this segment. So let's start talking about this segment. So let's, you know what, Baron Corbin, you know why I love Baron Corbin? He reminds me, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to fix my camera here. I, I use an OBS camera. So I, I stretch myself out accordingly. So let's fix that there. Okay, now I look like a professional again until Kate comes back and makes me look less professional. You know what I love about Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin is like that that guy, that friend I had in high school. He, he like never stopped talking about the high school football days, still wears his Letterman jacket at 35 plus. Such a cool dude. That dude also went bald very young too, but he's got like no respect for these kids. And, and I, you know, I get it, Baron, I get it. I don't respect these kids either because they have their cellular telephones. Who uses a cellular phone these days? Taking photos, the selfies. I get it. I'm, I get Baron Corbin. He makes sense. Ilya Dragunov comes out. And, of course, Kate had mentioned, you know, he says, look in my eyes. What do you see? A man who is not soft and weak. It sounds like a guy from Chicago that I heard from once. Uh, at this point, I'm just vamping just to give you all an idea because I have no idea how long Kate's going to take. So, anyway, we never, we never changed uh, Baron Corbin's music either. And we got to do that. I think that's the next thing we have to do with Baron Corbin. Because otherwise, if you're going to give him the bum-ass Baron Corbin, the happy Corbin music, but have him come out and be a badass, what's the point? Although it kind of reminds me of that same guy I knew from high school, the, the football guy, also never changed his taste in music. What a coincidence, huh? Anyway, Corbin's right. All these, all these NXT kids, they spend their time on their phones taking thirst traps instead of working hard and paying dues while cooking big fat steaks. 
which sounds a lot like what Baron Corbin does on Instagram nowadays. So anyway, he's super hardworking. So, you know, that means something. Uh, and then uh, Ilya, is, uh, he comes out and he's like that one kid from high school that I knew who wore a full suit and sunglasses all the time, did Kung Fu, but nobody took him seriously. But also the Kung Fu thing, people should have taken him seriously because he could beat your ass. And he was one of those kids. Anyway, Ilya and Corbin sounds like a really good match. I'm looking forward to that. I wish they had done it this week. But instead, Corbin's like, hey, I jumped the line because I'm super tall and important. And I get it. He is the guy who makes everybody important, just like this this captain's hat that I have. And then of course, Ilya's like, I make challenges just like that suited Kung Fu kid I just mentioned. Uh, and then, then, and then Ilya pulls up his shirt and reveal he's, he's doing the Cody reveal, the Cody Rose reveal, but it's like the NXT version where instead of like having the full peck being full of blood, it's just like this little part of the bottom, the little bottom of his rib cage has got some blood internally and it's a big bruise anyway. And then, uh, and then, then, then trick. And then Trick comes out and does this thing. And we're just like, Trick is the new football player that, that Corbin has a problem with. And uh, he's going to get back at Corbin for saying those things. Hi, Joel. Hi, Kate. Do you know what part of the issue is with my internet? Uh, your dog chewed through the cable. No. Um, the stupid country of Canada where you reside. And your dumb fires causing we weather pattern changes. Uh, the messing smokiness. with everything. Yeah, smoking yeah. smoky in the Canada. Yeah, it's your fault. It is Kenny Omega's fault. I am with Will Osprey on this. Canada is stupid. Okay. I'm I'm I always support Steve Macklin in the way that he uh threatens to beat your your ass, all right? But um never more than than hatred of Canada. Is something that I feel like should take over. So I apologize for my internet. And darn it, I'm even more sorry that I left you with Joel. <sighs> but where, where where did you leave off? Oh, we got through the whole segment. Uh, you missed the part where I was just like, "Hey, um, you, you get you get the Ilya does the NXT version of the Cody reveal, where uh, he pulls up he pulls up the shirt and he's just like, "Hey, I got bruises too," and and the crowd stunned silent because that's it's a big reveal, right? A big deal. Um, huge, huge, huge reveal. Mm-hmm. Sure. Also, we got some more. I, I I forgot to. Well, you were gone, so I didn't get to, to to tell you this. Um, you mentioned Ilya coming out and saying, "Look in my eyes. What do you see?" And, and he said, "A man who is not soft and weak." That is not what happened, Joel. Okay. Sing the How song, Kate. How dare you tread on CM Punk? Song, Kate. Sing How the dare song. You? Uh, people pay us to sing around here. I don't just sing like some wind-up monkey toy like you, Joel, okay? My bad. Okay. My God. Leave the show, please. I'll do my best. <laughs> Jam Beard sing SpongeBob Holly Pants, which I like, a little Bob Holly reference. Alpha Bill with R. Mari Miller. Excellent stuff there. Meet Norma saying Mighty Morphin Sour Rangers. Very, very, very well played. Yep. Ryan Lambert, no relation to Jeremy Lambert that we know of, saying 56K in full effect. It feels like a sunstream. Feels like that to me too, brother. Julie Cutler saying this super chat is in honor of Kate's bangs and Joel's pineapple shirt. Have a great show. Thank you, Julie. And thank you for always being in here and supportive and awesome and all the work you do on this very channel. 
Uh, Jam Beard saying, before we get the real, <laughs> the show really started. Kylie, Rob, what kind of impressions do you have for us tonight? Wait, where did Kylie and Rob go? I didn't scare them away when I told them to bring the impressions or singing skills, did I? Maybe you did. Or maybe you did. Chris Pereira saying, Alex, through the sheer force of will, getting Kate's internet to drop anytime she tries to talk about positivity. I knew it. All right. Very weird that we got a good Raw yesterday uh, and a, a decent enough NXT, but there's still issues because, buddy, we're going to talk, talk about Von Wagner. Uh, Joel's not trying to cause a schism, is he? Listen, are you? Tell the people. Hey, I'm going to be, I, I will be perfectly honest with you all. Tuesdays are my my day off and I covet these days. But when Kate comes calling, Kate's one of the only people to whom I will say yes. Oh, weird. For, so for weird like the microphone we, thing. So people being all nice on the show creeps me out. Makes me itchy. All right. Jam Beard <laughs> saying, Kate hating on Canada now? Don't make Mel come after you, Kate. No Canada means no Bret Hart, which means no CM Punk. Okay, listen. Bret Hart is the one exception. But I'm not a fan of... Um, like the world's being on fire. So if they could just like knock it off, that would be great. I mean, I'm in agreement there. I get it. Yeah. Ryan Lambert saying, it's Joel with the good bangs. All right. Easy, 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 easy. Some more support from you guys. Thank you guys for showing out today. Jim Beard saying, so according to Joel Gacy, Corbin is Al Bundy. <laughs> Your thoughts, Joel Gacy. Sorry, I'm trying to get the good bangs going. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. I can't believe the pirate look is the second wor worst look of the show. And we're 17 minutes in, Joel. Oh, I feel awful doing that. My hair hurt doing that. <laughs> Not everyone can pull off the bangs, okay? Yes, this that's is true. An, this is an art form, all right? This is its own... This own vehicle that not is, is not for everybody all the time. Okay. It's very meta. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Um. Now I erased it. Wonderful. Thanks that it must not have been important. It was very important because it was super chatted in and it was something about Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, then it's very important. What was the question, Kate? So according to Joel Gacy, Corbin is Al Bundy. Okay. That's a, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He just, he walks around with his hands in his pants and he just says, eh, no pig. And then he flushes the toilet that's sitting right next to him. And and whenever his partner comes up to him and says, Baron, let's have sex. Al Bundy, my friend, he's like, no. And then that's it. And he sells shoes. And he's balding. Nibai rules. You have assimilated to this way better than I thought you were. I'm not going to lie. All right. I had this whole, like, we were going to pivot positivity against negativity, but you are like a duck to water right now, it seems. Highly adaptable, Kate. Alex Silva saying Corbin looked like he was playing a game of basketball. What was the ring gear? Uh, yeah, Pulaski in the DMs was like, did he leave his ring gear at home? What happened? Who's uh, representing some, like, his buddy's band? I'm all for that, but, like, I don't we'll, know we'll talk about it during the match, but the, the presentation, I'm I'm happy for Baron Corbin. I think this will be a really good spot for him. 
but the presentation was not there tonight. Not even just the gear, but using the Happy Corbin music. Hold on, hold on. Well, we yeah, hold on. All of that. We got this. Hold on. I just want to point out he's in his basketball gear, and he had the match during the crossover. Ah, you get it? Basketball does crossover. See, this is what I thought we were going to get from you. This is this is where I thought. This is where I thought. We're back, baby. <laughs> Joel, I meant in the way that Al was reliving his old football days. Uh, no pick. <laughs> Did you discuss Braun Breakaker, Break King, Ilya Dragunov? No, while I was we didn't. on internet hiatus. Ah, uh, no, we didn't discuss that yet. Okay, let's talk about that through line because we do also see that at the end of the show as well. We can talk about what it looks like they might be setting up, which is kind of wild and not a bad idea. I'm not going to say it's a good idea yet, but not a bad one. Um, Braun Breakaker comes out and breaks Ilya Dragunov here. And I kind of like what we got as a justification for the end of this. Braun Breaker saying that, like, you can't go around calling yourself the most intense guy around here. And it works because he has the pedigree of his championship reign, I feel like. Like, I, I don't mind that. I do feel like them setting up a match with him and Seth Rollins is a great way for Seth Rollins to retain, but introduce Braun Breaker to the main roster. I don't know if that turns into a feud or is a one-off or on which stage they do it, but let's kind of cut to the chase here with that. What did you think about Breaker and Ilya? And what do you think about a possible Braun Breaker, Seth Rollins match, and where should that happen? So my general feeling is that if you're going to have these three men in each other's orbit, Seth needs to come out on Monday and just be like, Hey, you uh, beat up that other guy. I like him better. So how about Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, number one contender, and you can have me on Raw, or I'll come to you on Tuesday. Whatever it is, don't do a triple threat. Don't do anything. Have this be a have the match that's going to feed into Seth be one that means something. And having Ilya get beat down by by uh, sorry by Braun Breaker makes perfect sense to set up the eventual match between Seth and Braun. I don't want to see Ilya lose, but I mean, I want to see him beat Baron Corbin first. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. And it also, does seem like there's a lot of things in play right now. Like I, I think drawing some clear lines about what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks will, will be good, but I'm never usually complaining about like, oh, there's too much going on on the show. Like in a in a way where I'm excited about all of the possibilities that it could be. <clears throat> yeah, nobody loses in this case. There's a really good opportunity for all three guys. Well, hold on. Good matches. Like you said, you normally take Tuesdays off. Let me tell you, they have set up some things that seem like there's no way that anybody could lose. And let me tell you, they find a way to make everyone lose. We'll get into that a little bit more later, but some more puns coming in. One lieutenant photo, as we call him, LT photo saying, Clifford the big red road dog. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Um, Elite Biscuit saying, I'm a pro golf and Saudi basically just bought pro golf today. Flashbacks to the WWE purchase rumors. Those folks just love stirring shit on NXT review days. Uh, yes, the longest show I've ever done, and that says something because I'm not known for doing short review shows, um, was a four-hour review show where the Saudi Arabia rumors broke that they were going to buy WWE. 
and Sean came on for two of those hours, and we did four hours of reviewing in which Sean also lit a joint, and I laughed. Um, <laughs> we got there some more no, love coming in from you guys. The only thing, being, the only thing being broken that night was Sean. There was no news. It was just Sean being broken. No, it was a, a credible rumor that didn't pan out, but was a credible one um, that went to muck. And I teased that Sean would be on the show for better or for worse. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever forgive me, but we made a lot of money that night. So there you go. Uh, Matthew Plessing, Mets game was delayed. So I turned on NXT for the first time. Tony D is shoot incredible. He is. We'll talk about how awesome that guy is. I saw that segment of vignette for fake Jamie Hayter. I'm assuming he means B. Priestley. Uh, Blair Davenport, sorry. And beginning of the Von Wagner segment before my body involuntarily made me switch off to protect my vitals. Oh boy, that Von Wagner segment was something else. Uh, he did message me to tell me that it wasn't, he sent that chat before we even got to like the part of the Von Wagner segment that we. We'll talk about. Oh, man. Jake Salazar saying, you know what? I'll take it. Here's is the money to sing the SpongeBob theme while wearing the hat. We're going to get to that later. Sorry, I, our, our categories got a little switched up in the old rundown. So we move on to this Thea Hale at Catchpoint vignette. I kind of, um, based on how this got paid off later, I'm all right with it. They have figured out a way to make Duke University work in and this whole this whole gimmick right work in a wrestling sense which was all i asked for you were in on it before it which was maddening you have loved this whole thing since the beginning i couldn't stand it because it had nothing to do with wrestling for a really long time but now that it has to do with wrestling i like it a little bit more and i also love duke hudson this was just kind of a quick vignette to to put Thea Hale over going into the Battle Royal. I didn't think she was going to be our winner based on what happened later in this episode. Um, but what did you think of this little vignette? Any thoughts here? I kind of thought she was going to win this thing because the last couple of weeks they've been building her as like learning and growing and becoming a more serious wrestler. And I can say it a million times and I still mean it. Thea Hale is cocaine, like humanified sentient she is sentient cocaine and i love every minute of it the overacting the over emoting everything is perfect and no one's ever pulled her back because it's just it's everything you want in wrestling she's the the ultimate underdog who like does everything right but also does everything wrong at the same time she's perfect she's perfect squid ward blows really good, <laughs> good. good thank you thank you so much uh, we move on to Schism and the Diamond Vibe. Finally, we can get back to my sour roots on this a little bit because the match was mostly good. But what the hell are we doing with Diamond Mind? Man, call them up. This ends with uh, Reed getting caught with his own dragon sleeper. Did I write? Ava hitting Ivy with the mask behind the ref's back for the three was the big finish here. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the Creeds have left to prove. I don't know what they're waiting to see from Ivy Nile to give her an actual push. I am glad they have chosen to use GYV uh, up until their contracts run out, which they, they did ask for a release from and wasn't granted. Not a surprise with Wembley around the corner, but we'll see what happens with them. Seems like they're, 
they're making that FTR push of like, well, what if we treat you real nice for the next few months and see if you'll resign with us? Ava Rain, young, new at this, still shows. She's got some work to do, for sure. For sure, from an in-ring perspective, especially. What the hell are we doing with Diamond Mind? Like, they're just at this point where if they're not in a title picture, it makes no sense. Ivy Nile is a star. She's never really treated like one. I hate that she wasn't like, a final contender for this battle royal. She's a super over face. She's incredible in the ring. She has such a presence about her. I feel like you could switch her heel real fast if you wanted to because of her style. She's just this little bulldog badass and they never seem to do anything with her and it's wildly frustrating. However, a lot of the smash was really good. Julius Creed is probably their biggest star that's in NXT without a title, I think is, is very fair to say. And in ring wise, is just that dude. Like, I, I don't know what more they're trying to get developed out of these guys. And I'm really perplexed with the way that the tag team roster is right now. Why these guys weren't called up. It's, it's kind of frustrating. I want to see Julius Creed be the breakout star that he can be. It feels like there's such an obvious thing for them to walk in with Chad Gable if they wanted to do Alpha Academy. No offense to Brutus, but I think Julius could really be a single star. They love to split up tag teams anyway, so Lord knows those things are not mutually exclusive. But I feel like this entire unit should have moved up a long time ago. I can't say it week after week. These guys are great. Cool. Yep. Move them up. What am I supposed to do with that information? Like, But uh, a good enough match, it's just, it's just always tough when the person getting the pin is kind of the the least skilled at this point of their career, but there was a lot to like in the, the meat of this. What did you think of this? So maybe if Ivy Nile worked on her ground game, she wouldn't get pinned so much. Wow. Joel. The, wow. I echo a lot of the sentiments that, that you have uh, for the creeds. My general feeling is, there's say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Still in NXT because they are tent poles for that brand. And that's not a bad thing. If anything, it's just it's another further proof that they're that they're investing in the more and more. Look at all the tag teams in NXT. There's no one else on the face side of the tag team division that they are pushing as heavily right now. They they are going to find that team. And it looks like there's there's three in particular that we saw later on in the night. We'll talk about it, but Right now, the creeds are just uh, above and beyond in terms of crowd reception. So you're going to keep those guys around until one of those three aforementioned teams are cheered as much as the Curry brothers. There will be a time. I don't know when it's going to be. Ivy Nell, absolutely, she is a star. She deserves more. 
I don't know where they see her fitting in. I don't know what they see her doing. There, there is an opportunity. I just don't know what's where where they see creatively her fitting in because she's got a she's got a different look. She's got a different size. Uh, it just looks like Ivy Nine L's. That's right. Because she. That's so like, sad, but also thinking. very funny. Uh, but there will be a time when she gets that first big win. It could be the Thea Hale effect. It could be the same thing where, you know, Thea Hale kept losing and losing, became a lovable loser. And then, you know, Sentient Cocaine won a big battle royal and got a women's championship match. That's fine. So we got to do the same with Ivy Nile. I'm not saying that she lacks charisma because it's not even that. It's just that there's there hasn't been a character performance from Ivy Nile since the Tatum Paxley stuff. And even that was like, there and back. It just what the hell did they do with that, Joel? They didn't. That's the point, is that they didn't do anything. There was no character development on either side, and Tatum Paxley just had the most character development she's seen tonight. Well, again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I do love the Creed's and the Dyad having a just a great tag match, because the Dyad are perfect guys for the Creed's to throw around. And, like, Julius Creed, yes, he's fantastic. Like, he deadlifts, holds up Jagger Reed for, like, a good solid minute, just like he's nothing. Reed is, is absolutely selling it the entire time. He's doing it right. And then Riff Fowler grabbing Brutus by the, uh, <clears throat> by the, by the boobies for the throw. He knows, he knows where the meat is. And he does it. There's a good triple team from, uh, from Creed brothers and Ivy Nile from, from Di formerly diamond mine. That looks really good. It's really weird, but it's also just innovative and it doesn't look bad. I respect it because they're trying to be different the Creed's and Ivy Nile. They're trying to find different ways to, to appear on NXT. And I think that's, again, another reason why you keep them there is because they keep finding different ways to try different things and it keeps working. So eventually they're going to have to get the shackles cast off of them. And I know you're going to say, no, yes, it has to happen eventually, but it doesn't happen to me. It has to happen right now. No, I disagree because who are they going to go after? Sammy? You disagree no. because you're wrong, Joel. No. Okay. You are incorrect. Fine. Ava goes to Wrestling, the window. Like Ava, all Ava. art forms, is best viewed in absolutes. Okay. <laughs> and right. you're wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> Ava is the uh Ava gets that seven dollar win. The mask she is does. very special. Uh and yeah, you're right. Someone who is currently working on a craft, very young, her second televised match. Uh, this was a th there's a lot to learn, and she's gonna go back and learn a lot from this because there's a lot on the table for her to, to pick up and I hope that she continues to pick up and, and, and build from it. Yeah. And I do think with Joe Gacy losing later, we'll talk about that. Like the story that they're telling, they're actually telling a story with this faction, which is not my favorite faction by any means, but I appreciate that they are like the leader is the one that's looking weak here. There's a lot of things, especially if GYV is on their way out that you're going to want to lean into with that. So I can at least respect that, but Diamond should not be losing. This is stupid. Call him up. Call him up. Figure out something for Ivy Nile to do, man. Just, just silliness. Just silliness. Meet Normus with Teenage Mutant Ninja Toodles. <laughs> well played. That's well played. Jam Beard with Daffy Duck Hudson. Bugs Bad Bunny, Becky Boop, Phoenix the Cat, Phoenix versus Gravity on ROH is hysterical to me. Bobby Fishhill, Pretty Peter, Panama. How do you think? How do you think uh, Ian Riccoboni is going to pronounce Gravity's name? Gravity. 
Gravite? Gravite. Oh, I like Gravite, yeah. It's Gravite. Ian Riccoboni is the best announcer in the whole wide world. Commander. Anyway. Commander. Commander. Sorry, it's just... We're trying luchador. To... A luchador. Yeah, right. Yes, Ian Riccoboni is the best, okay? He's the greatest announcer in the whole wide world. With Caprice Coleman and Nigel. It's phenomenal. Kevin Kelly, also right there. Big Joseph and Booker T, not so much. Moon over my moonsault. Moon over my moonsault. And my chicken parm from TGI Friday. And being Denny's, called internet marks. It is a Denny's dish, what Vic Joseph is out here calling up. Moon over my moonsault. Midorm is saying, Joel is dressed for a hot dog eating contest while Kate, well, the lovely Kate, seems like she's robbing a jewelry store after the show. I might be. 6.9 out of 10 pineapples. Look, unknowingly, and almost a self-troll, I have my G1 Supercard shirt on, <laughs> which is an ROH New Japan collision. I didn't mean to accidentally be leaning into things that hard, but here I am. Joel, I admit, is bringing the passion, so I I can't I can't even argue with that, be enormous. <sighs> I didn't think wearing the gray t-shirt on the air i mean it's wrestling you should if i'm wearing a shirt on a wrestling post show the fact that it's black from here up you should assume is wrestling t-shirt of some sort sean, sean taught me long ago that if you wear a wrestling t-shirt on the air you're showing favoritism that's right well i so, wasn't showing so so long, to my, so long to my jody threat shirt my adam colby bay shirt my Bentall shirts. My, I forgot anyway. when you are when you are wrong today in your positivity. I can remember that there's real positivity in the world. That Eddie Kingston partner is in the G1. It's G1 season, baby. New Japan's on a roll. I'm excited. G1 Listen to the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked. It was really good this week. Yeah, it's popping um, off. Great, great views for them. They're great. New Japan's great. There's good stuff going on. Uh, Orion Ben saying, We're gonna give the diet a win, yay! A diamond finds expense, boo! Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of one of those, but it also doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel like diamond mines doing anything now. I think that's probably part of the frustration. I don't think this is a feud that should probably continue, it doesn't feel like that's the direction this is headed in, but well, <laughs> we'll see. Tom is saying, Wait. Fightful has more than one royal family. Alex Pulaski will be back next week to finish his story because he's not an injury-prone loser like Cody Rhodes, okay? That's the thing about WWE. The story never finishes. Every week there's a new chapter. Sometimes oh. the chapter doesn't end the way that you expected it. Sometimes you go and get your already broken self more broken by Brock Lesnar. But we're not here to talk about Raw, baby. We're here to continue talking about NXT. Guys, you... You have been so supportive already with your super chats and humper chats. This is very weird to do the show without Alex. So I appreciate all of the support and Joel joining me for today. But we move along to what is the most Alex segment on the show, unfortunately. This is where I feel his accent more than anything with Stacks visiting Tony D'Angelo. Hashtag free Tony D movement. Look, I like consistency in my wrestling, okay? People think it's dorky. People are like, oh, just sit back and enjoy it. Just watch the show. Here's the thing. I like if you go out of your way to tell me something, that you follow the rules that you went out of your way to tell me. 
the amount of crimes that have been committed in the NXT parking lot that nobody's gone to prison for. Kidnappings. Murders. Okay? What's so special about Pretty Deadly all of a sudden? All right? That this is the one that's suddenly facing consequences, but Tony D in, pres in prison was a pretty fun segment tonight. We have him weirdly putting over Peacock. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> no, it's perfect. Synergy. Corporate synergy, Kate. I'm not a shill, okay? Despite what people want to say. I'm not a shill. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's that we'll watch. Uh, <laughs> wow. We get this wonderful segment. I'm We're having fun out here today, people, okay? Uh, we have this wonderful segment where Tony D is talking about how being on the inside ain't that different than being on the outside. Uh, and Stax mentions that he thinks Gallus are the snitches in all of this. Uh, but he's considering all these other options of who it might be. Tony D'Angelo says, go with your gut, kid. Uh, and when Stax brings up the numbers game in this, essentially, he says, this is why you're the underboss. Go figure it out. Uh, I love the way this was filmed. I thought it was super fun. And I have a couple of qualms with it. One, this is why underbosses have underlings, okay? This is why when you have a second in command, they're supposed to have people that they are also in charge of. It would have made the entire relationship between Stax and Tony D way more interesting. Alex and I have been calling for that for weeks. However, if this is how they end up getting there, if this is Stax saying, I got to pull on these guys because I got to go up against Gallus, I think there's a lot of fun possibilities there. I think, is his name Luca Crucifino? This guy who is like meant to be with them. Yes, the legal yeah. eagle. Yeah, he's he's got to be. He's got to be a part of it. Um, but I I think this could be fun if they play it out right. But this would also be better if the underboss had people to manage already. Also, Stax looks kind of more Jersey Shore than he does Mobster. It's a little rough in that regard. Like, he kind of looks more like uh, the white guy at the beach than he does the Italian Mobster, to be honest. But... Here we are. This is what we're doing. Um, Joel, what did you think of our segment? And do you have any thoughts on who might be called upon to fulfill that role of uh, Stax's kind of underlings to, to even the numbers game against Gallus? Okay, first of all, Stax, if he's from Jersey, he's all about gym, tanning, and money laundering. You get that Jersey Shore nonsense out of here, okay? <laughs> uh kim kardashian gets everybody off that's uh that's a line that was mentioned in this in this uh segment i loved it uh and knuckles knuckles i knew a guy named knuckles once he was uh he was abandoned by his father Locke as part of his guardian training and he was later tricked by a dr robotnik and he was believing that these two guys these guys named sonic and tails they were on their way to steal uh the chaos emerald and all of its powers knuckles okay. didn't make it very far though he, he became Sonic's friend later on. So maybe Knuckles, who's now the friend of, of Tony D, is, is part of the is part of this whole movement with Knuckles and Sonic. I, I think we got it. This seems I think I have my own underling that's often on the show. Hey guys, I really appreciate that you all are taking callers now. Um I just want to yeah, say no problem, uh, sir, ma'am. Is this wrestling anyway. 
anyway, uh, I just want to say I, I thank you guys so much for taking callers. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you super chat like $200 on this show, they will send you a private link to where you can call in and you get to promote whatever you want. And I have chosen for no specific reason to promote FightfulSelect.com. Uh, I just think that you all do such incredible work. I hear that you guys have news on on somebody uh, on some big things for Dynamite tomorrow. Uh, I hear that you guys are going to have news on a, a possible uh, in-house retirement. I heard you had news on Vince McMahon. I heard this week there's going to be news on on AEW Fight Forever, maybe even Door Stardom, some stuff like that. There's a great show that Sean Ross Sapp does every week called the Backstage Report Podcast, uh, where he goes through all the, the week's exclusives. I love that personally because, uh, first off, he's a great host, but uh, there are you know sour graps every week, and there wasn't this week, so you know what those great people at FightfulSelect.com did? They gave you a re retro review of Double or Nothing 2019 with Kylie and, and Rob. It is a great service. It's just $5 a month, and there are so many people that say, and you're paying for wrestling news? I pay for the podcast. I don't give a hoot about the wrestling news that I just put over so much, but uh, Sap is the best reporter out there, without a doubt. And, I mean, I'm just mentioning the things that, that I've heard are coming. Like, I've been able to get these scoops, you know. And uh, it's just $5 a month. They've got early access to their interview with the Hex. You know, we're, we're talking about NXT. Sean Ross Sapp had a report up earlier about Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin in NXT, which which is, yeah, it was it was a lot. And this is how I want to spend my time. So be respectful. No, I was just wondering if we got a cut of it. So just curious. No, no, you don't. But uh, yesterday before Raw, they had reported Caden Carter and Katana Chance would be factored in creatively soon. They sure were, right? They had news on Braun Strowman, all kinds of cool stuff. They had news on Stokely Hathaway and Tony Khan and what the new situation meant with ROH. Ace Steel? Who's talking to Ace Steel? Fightful is. that. That's over at FightfulSelect.com. Like, there's so much there for just $5. I don't know why more people don't subscribe. We, we had put the news out there that Tony Khan produced the... I mean, we. They put the news that Tony Khan produced the Blackjack Battle Royal. I, I just, I say we, because you guys make me feel like, like a part of the family. Oh, well, that's what we're going for, you know? And that's we what they, they do it. at Fightful Select. They they make it a family thing. They had a bunch of the creative pitches, like, to know who CM Punk is going to be feuding with on Collision. They got it. And Sean Rossett does a Q&A there every week. Grapsity does one every other week. This is great. And fortunately for you guys, what I'm going to continue to do is super chat $200 like all the time. So I can just pop up here or better yet. What I'll do is just tell my friends to do it because it definitely won't be me every time. Uh, I just, I just wish I could have been on the air when Sean was here as well. Us too, he's, buddy. he's a great fella. I don't blame you for wanting to, to share the screen with him. A little bit of an oddball sometimes, hey, to, to be well, honest. But. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Joel gets to see my favorite, Sean Ross Satholt. Let me, let me get this out of my face. Eat eggs on in the weeds. But while I'm here, I want to keep it more festive. So I'm going to eat Joel's shirt. Ah, well, thank you for indulging. 
I actually got to sit in on the raw review with Sean Rossap yesterday because I I stepped up. You know what I mean? So, oh no, did you lose a pineapple sphere over there, young lady? No, I've got a lot of hair in my mouth. I've got such luxurious hair. It is beautiful. I we are blonde for the summer. I love it mm. for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, Princess absolutely. Diana is asking from the other side. Uh, is are you Princess Di's daughter? Can people no. read about that on Fightful Select? Okay. Doubt it. We don't have Princess Diana excuse. Uh, here's a here's a, a not so fun fact. Uh, being as big of a fan of Sean Rossap as I am, I unfortunately know that Princess Diana died the day after Sean Rossap's birthday. Oh, that is sad. Princess Di, thank you for supporting from the other side. Princess Di also had nice words to say about my very long Zack Sabre Jr. rant on Friday. So always being supportive from the beyond. We appreciate you. You got you to gotta get some, some products. You know what I mean? It's tough during the summer. It's tough during the summer. It is. I'm so glad you brought that up about FightfulSelect.com. It really is a, a, a heck of a bargain. It's it's a place. It is a it's a place where things happen. Dreams come including, true, including dreams do come true on FightfulSelect.com, Joel. And uh, did you feel like there might have been like a little bit of a resemblance between Sean and and that gal who was just on? They kind of no, looked no. alike. No, 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 you didn't no, see it. No, Something in the it. eyes. I don't think Something so. Yeah. In no. the eyes. The blonde. The blonde totally throws it off. That's not Sean's. That's not Sean's natural color. He's much darker. I feel like anyone in his family would be the same way. Okay, well, not everybody in every family has the same hair color. It's not like you and and the rest of the Gacy bunch. Have you seen the people in my in my team? Dark hair <laughs> or none. We're all similar. Or red. You mm, know. That's bottled though. Like four roots, one hair dye. <laughs> hey, Joel. Up? If your one tree is lacking roots, if your tree isn't isn't growing in the direction that you want it to be, okay? If it's not the tree trunk that you were hoping to have in its its fullest form, you might need a little help with them roots in that tree. You know what I mean? You might need a little assistance from our friends at Blue Chew. If you're watching this, you have probably considered becoming a pro wrestler at some point. Well, let me tell you, I got your gimmick and I got your gimmick. Here's your gimmick name, Rock Hard Eric Shins. And your gimmick is Blue Chew and the Code Fightful. Same approved ingredients as uh, Viagra and Cialis, but you don't want those. You don't want those. You want Blue Chew. It's a chewable, gets into your system a lot faster ready when you are or when you're not. Maybe you need that motivation. Maybe you need that step up in performance. Or maybe you just want a little bit of additional confidence. Take an online uh, questionnaire with a physician and when approved it arrives straight to your door. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping because that first shipment is free when you use the code Fightful. Mailman's not going to know what's up. Uh, the, the, the nosy Nellies around your neighborhood aren't going to know what's up. But let me tell you, that special someone's going to know what's up. Bluechew.com and the code Fightful. My roots have never been harder. 
Did I do it right? I don't, I don't even know why we have uh, pre-recorded ads, Joel. That was beautiful. <laughs> you don't see the zem- resemblance between Sean and the gal that was just on? No, not at all. Gal, gal was blonde. Sean is not. No one no one could tell me that the blonde is, is supposed okay. to happen. I mean, it was, obviously it was a natural blonde. but Very blonde. American Dragon Ball is very good. That's one of our friends. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. The sir nameless of sirs. Uh, Sarailer Moon, also very good. I don't know what Saray is like. Her next major moves are. I'm excited to see what she does in Japan. Um, so there's that. I know she lost, but like, <laughs> I'm I'm excited that she's she's settling back into wrestling. She's too good to be shelved anywhere. Uh, Jam Beard saying Ian is a great second tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I like Mario Ronaldo. I can't. What? I'm not even gonna try and say his name again. Sorry. <laughs> Mauro Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Um Ian's my dude though. And like just more more consistently active right now. How do you have problems pronouncing Mauro Ronaldo when you pronounce Ian Riccaboni on the regular? Uh because I pronounce Ian Riccaboni on the regular. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, less so Valley. Right, Val Valley. Why don't you come on over, Val? we get paid to sing songs here okay this isn't (laughs) sunday night is it my bad (laughs) sean oh no sean's a draw damn it oh that's a problem (laughs) that's a huge problem uh sr yes boy from jam beard jake salazar (laughs) saying that seth rollins cousin met the rollins What the F is Brett Michaels doing on the review show? Who invited Kurt Cocaine? That's from Chris Barrera. How's it going? Jake, Jake Salazar saying that Sean Ross Elizabeth. Listen, I don't know if I want to be associated with that dirt cheap boy. Okay, just kidding. I love Sean. I'm glad he ran in. I like it when Sean's here. I'm sorry that Alex didn't, but you know what? If you were here, we wouldn't have to deal with that. Alex. And your day off. Some love for the st- stacks visiting Tony D segment coming in from you guys. M Zidong saying capitalism breeds corruption and allows an environment where dishonest men like Tony D thrive. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me. All right, me Ben wrong. 666 saying the cell needed Dom Dom graffiti on the wall. Easy. Okay. We're not bringing that into here. I know Alex is out. But we're not lightening up on the Dom stuff. Jam Beard saying Stax needs to bring in Luca, Hank, and Tank to join the mob as a surprise for Tony D. Definitely Luca. I don't know about Hank and Tank, but they definitely need underlings. And Louis saying, week five of Luca Crucifino be Tony D's lawyer. Like, yeah, we we need him to be the eventual jailbreak. Oh boy, what to talk about next? Von Wagner and his mental health and the incredible messages they're sending about mental health on the show in general. First, we find out that if you have anxiety, you are a loser who does not deserve their title and will get put in a match to overcome the odds and then will lose because you're an anxious loser. And now we find out that if you're a man that cries, you're a little bitch and you refuse to go to therapy for it unless you're horny for your therapist. That's right. Von Wagner says that his dad would not 
approve of seeing him cry. He's going to therapy by Robert Stone's urging and payment. Uh, he sees someone leave the room in tears. He says he's not doing that. Uh, but then he sees the therapist and she is a hot woman. And therefore, everything is fine. This is trash to the fullest extent of the law. They have never figured out something good to do with Von Wagner. This also ain't it. This is such Attitude Era BS. This is everything that I don't go back and watch in the Attitude Era. I hate this. I hate in a sea of like mental awareness how tone deaf this brand has been to it the past few months. This is hot freaking garbage. Figure something else out. This is terrible. This picture thing that got us here was stupid enough. And now he's in the therapist's office. We're abandoning the picture storyline. And instead, we're going with uh, we had porn accountant and Keanu Dr James. I fully expect that Von Wagner will be sitting on a black leather couch in the therapist's office next week. Enough with this poor man's porn crap. This is the drizzling S word. Joel, take it away. Von Wagner's just trying his best. He's trying to learn how to emote, Kate. He needs to find the right thing. He's there. actively resisting trying to emote, Joel. There's this, there's this, there's this, um, we, we don't, we don't have them as a sponsor. Other podcasts do. Um, we they, could they if they would that, respond to my emails. Right. Well, well, they say over there that, that their, um, their aid is, uh, is, is, is above the, the better. Okay. Uh, so, so people listen to those ads and one of the, one of the, the catches there is that you got, you can find the right therapist for you. And clearly, Mr. Wagner um, hasn't found the right therapist for him up until this point. Uh, Mr. Stone has a lot of money, as as one does when having to go through therapy, because it is an expensive proposition. I understand. Mr. No, you don't. You're Canadian. You have health care available to you at any time. No, I got to pay for my therapy. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> so, unless, unless I have benefits. It's just part of the deal. Uh, it's okay. I have great therapists. She, she's, she's wonderful. She doesn't charge me a lot. Uh, I mean, she could. She, it's a sliding scale. Anyway, so the point of the point, the point of the matter here is uh, pretty girl make Vaughn happy. And uh, I knew a guy like that in high school. Real ladies, man. Loved older women, too. Loved professional women even more. He thought oh, he could take his way into joining the PTA, Kate, just to bet an older woman. And you How know that worked out? He did it. <laughs> Guys, I can't even. I told Joel, like, you have to come out here and be so positive about everything and nothing more than this Von Wagner segment. I can't. I don't even. I can't even pretend. Like, I can't even put you in this box anymore. What the was this, Joel? Come on. Oh, what I gotta are we get, doing? Are getting out of the box? Yeah, you can get out of the box. Nothing that the Von Wagner story has. I think they're going to come around to the stupid photo within the therapy thing. I think the way it's been handled is dumb as hell. Do not. Get <laughs> <it>. <laughs> this is the one show when I watch it, I just like. You know how I told you that I that that when if if I'm ever live tweeting about the NWA, I'm actually doing thirty other things at once. And like one of those things is tweeting about the NWA while not watching it. This is basically what NXT sometimes is like for me, but I'm not doing 30 other things. I'm doing like three other things. So I'm actually more focused on the NXT product. Because uh, God forbid if I if I spend more time on the NWA, we we'd all just <laughs> we'd all explode inside. I get it. I would be Alex, okay, is what it would happen. <laughs> okay. uh, 
and Alex would be dead. So yeah. that's why he doesn't watch the NWA. Yeah. We need him here. We need him here. Uh, so yeah, this it's not great. I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you to, to a certain degree. Um, I also just see that as like it's just another story that they're trying to tell, and they're trying to be cheeky about it to like a lower standard. What on earth that Von Wagner has done indicates that he can pull off cheeky at the all. Like this, this I... is the this is the best he's looked as an actor. And this is saying a lot. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying this is the best he's looked. And it's still not good. They have to do something with him. He's a free agent for Christ's sake. They really don't. They really don't have have some Aaron Corbin versus Van Wagner next week on SmackDown as the Money in the Bank qualifier. And then the winner gets I don't. Joel, I have I have this crazy idea. Ready? How about you figure out what the hell to do with this guy before you put it on television to see if it works? They did. They're sending him to therapy. Before you see if it works indicates that you have some indication that it might work before you put it into a testing ground. There's nothing about this that has made any sense. They had a whole stipulation that was the manager was going to walk away if Von lost. And guess what? Von lost. And guess what? He still has the manager. This is garbage. A waste of my time. And it's not, it doesn't help anybody involved. Robert Stone just continues to manage absolute losers and Von Wagner Continues to not show anything that makes him even remotely appealing. Amy Winehouse chiming in from your Valerie uh, song before. <laughs> so that's pretty good, Joel, isn't it? <laughs> My uh, God. We have the best people here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. To her, I say hello from the other side. <laughs> So, because Luis is the best, he brings up the roster that Mr. Stone has previously managed. They include Aaliyah, Taya, Jesse. Jesse Alaban? Was it Jesse Alaban? I think we're talking about Jesse Alaban. Yikes. And Von Wanker. I mean, <laughs> he you, calls know, him. you know what the worst part is? One of them went on to be a women's tag champion. The other one is currently in Club Venus. So she's doing pretty good. Uh, and then the other two are, uh, anyway. <laughs> it was, in fact, Jesse Alvin. Yeah! Joel's batty a thousand. Wow, look at you. Look at you. Hey, here's a big reveal that we all knew who it was. Blair Davenport is here. <laughs> or as Matthew Plus calls her. Fake Jamie Hater, not fake Jamie Hater. Okay, she is legitimately um, her own UK badass woman um, who's quite good in the ring and was B Priestley. She appeared in AEW for an appearance or two, uh, was working in Japan, was heavily involved in uh, Will Ospreay's angle in, in New Japan before they broke up and uh, is a, a great worker on her own right, was working on NXT Europe, I believe, or UK, um, doing some really, really good work. We knew that she was going to be the attacker. It kind of had to be Joel, the pirate. That being said, um, blamey haterport for those who are looking for the next way to explain her. But also all the things you say are true. Be <laughs> <laughs> Blamey haterport is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> I kind of like that. I could see that tag team working, to be honest. I'm not mad I'd about it. it. Yeah, let's go. We got a squash match here. Her facing Danny Palmer and a glorified squash. This one about three minutes or so, but she wins with the Falcon Arrow. She looks dominant here. I don't really have a, a huge problem with this. Nothing super to write home about other than the Falcon Arrow looks good and she hits really hard. I, I appreciate that about these badass ladies coming into town. Um, but, you know, when you know who the big reveal is and not like in a, I found out from Sean way, like just blatantly obvious. Um, but this was a perfectly serviceable segment, I guess. Any thoughts on this? Blake Davenport reminds me of this girl I knew once from high school. <laughs> I had it written up too. I was going to do it. Uh, oh, no. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, this girl ran around uh, in a black hood, uh, capping people's ACLs, all because she wanted to prove that a goth girl could win the big match. And one That's day right. she won the big match. Anyway, Blair wins over the flippy girl. Um, listen, last week was enough. When Blair Davenport came out and had the hood on, and Vic Joseph was like, it's Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. Booker T, that's Blair Davenport. And Booker T is just like, huh? Uh, uh, yeah, Shucky Ducky Caviar Dreams, Blair Davenport. Shucky Ducky Caviar Dreams. And when that happened, I was like, well, you botched the reveal. Good for you. But you're right. Everyone expected it. So what did it matter? She's back. She's going to have a good run. Uh, later on in the night, something really cool happens, so I'm looking forward to that. Otherwise, uh, this match just kind of happened. This match did kind of just happen. Um, I think that Rhea Ripley proves that the hot goth girl can win the big one already, so I don't know if I buy that as a reason for her attacking everybody in the parking lot, but I guess it's better than I put the NXT roster on notice because we get a lot of those promos. <laughs> Listen, last time we saw Hot Goth Girl, she was uh, losing a match via Hot White Girl and Japanese Legend. So, uh, just saying. <laughs> Jake Salazar said, it's admirable that you look for the good in the show, Joel, but we don't do that here. Get with the program. <laughs> yes, that's true. We got to the program. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did. We got We got there. I, I couldn't. I couldn't keep you fenced in on that Von Wagner segment. It was too much, but... Don't fence me in. <laughs> we get paid to sing Rain It Angel. Jam Beer giving us a blue shoe segue that I, I'm so sorry I didn't use already, but he said, if you need help springing the D from prison, Tony D, blue shoe is for you. It is. Use the code Fightful to spring your own Tony D out of... Out of Prison, you know, from behind bars, if you would. Man, if you name your D Tony, we got a lot to talk about. It's true. It's true. And is it actually Anthony? I have questions, but not that many, and I don't actually want them answered. No, uh, Jim here saying, I'm surprised they didn't actually have Vern Wagner join Joel's cult with Ava and GYV. I feel like, sadly, the best use of him is probably the lumbering standing guy in a cult that doesn't say anything role i actually think that would have been probably better we would spend so much time asking if those roots would climb out of those eyebrows can we grow can we grow another tree out of that out of that i can't make those i can't make those eyebrows like, it's very also just with whatever not not any fault of his own but whatever accent he has anytime he did go to talk would be like 
four roots, one tree. Like, it would be so bizarre. The most Minnesotan accent. Oh, ever. man. All oh, these roots in this tree. Uh, <laughs> Luis also pointed out that on, on the big reveals, we got Vic Joseph with Dijak saying, It's Dijak! And Booker T going, Who? <laughs> Rough. Hey, you know what? Hit us out of, out of nowhere like an RKO. Dana Brooke is here in NXT for reasons. You can't have a battle without Dana Brooke. A battle royal without Dana Brooke is like a lost battle royal. You know how many battle royals or battles royal Dana Brooke has been in, Kate? Take 472. A guess. No, take a guess. Come on. Real, real guess. Do you really know the answer? I do. Do you really? I do. Came prepared. I do. 17. 12. Those are Royal Rumbles included and just other various Royals battles royal that she has been a part of. So you can't have a battle royal without Dana Brooke because she is the battle royal master. Queen of the battle royal. How many has she won of those battle royals? Zero. Absolutely none of them. um, She shows up with her sparkle shirt. She says that she hears there's been a lot of opportunities kicking around NXT. And I think she's an odds-on favorite to win this battle royal. I thought maybe something would change here. And we'd be getting like this main roster invasion. Because I also think from a character standpoint, her and Tiffany Stratton have a fun duality that they could kind of lean into. Tiffany Stratton obviously knows how to work with kind of a more aerial style that Dana Brooke has. Because that's where she started off with. But has really grown into a very productive wrestling base with Tiffany Stratton. Um, uh, Sure. I, I think they should have legit, if they wanted to be self-acknowledging, I think it would have been really funny if Dana Brooke was like, I'm coming for the 24-7 Battle Royal. Would have been such a fun little thing to do. It would have been hilarious. I wish they would have just done something fun like that because that is her claim to fame for the most part. Thoughts on a Dana Brooke NXT run, feud, whatever the heck this is? I Her not winning the Battle Royal sets things like a pretty low bar for me. Yeah, I don't really expect her to do anything else. Quite frankly, uh, I think this was a bit of a, of a mistake. Somebody told her she was going to be on main event. And then she realized, oh, you mean the NXT main event? I will be in it tonight. Uh, so that's why she wasn't on main event this past Monday or at the tapings. So uh, that's why I didn't know NXT was going to do main event. But apparently Dana Brooke is their staple. It would seem as though that is the case. Dana, what are you up to this Tuesday? I don't get this one. Um, I I think there are some talents that come down from the main roster and it's a really productive use of their time for either their stories not being finished in NXT or they can help younger guys or both. In the case, I think of Mustafa Ali, I think there's going to be some really productive things for both sides of that. I don't know what this does for Dana Brooke or the women's roster here. Like, I don't think she has the the pedigree that normally would be used in the scenario from a main roster talent. I thought she was going to come in and play the natty role. Like when Natalia came in for a cup of coffee, put over somebody and then core Jade. And then that was it. It was just, came in, said, bitch had a match. Everything was great. <laughs> People were... <laughs> yes. Uh, that is basically how that went, but 
Natalia is phenomenal in the ring and well, training. Like, yeah. I th- yeah, I don't think Dana is is quite at that level. But in terms of like how long they've both been in WWE, they've been around for a while. So I thought maybe it was like, oh, okay, have the girl come home. She was all excited to come back to NXT. She's coming out, coming out and be like, I'm home, I'm home, while the crowd boos her. It's great. But instead, it was just a one-time thing, I think. Uh, I'm guessing this leads to a feud with her and Cora Jade based on what we saw tonight, but we will get there in a little bit. Guys, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. We've got some more puns that came in from you guys because you rule. Mr. Danhausen Pegasus? Danhausen Pegasus? Dan Kermit the Frog Splash? We trying to do a Sesame Street thing like Snuffleupagus, but it's Danhausenophagus? Oh, that's probably what it is. Mr. Dan has it off, I guess. Let us know if we got that right. Kermit the Frog Splash is very good. As is Ricardo, the surnameless one, saying Ricky Ticky Tabby, the dragon steamboat. And one lieutenant photo, I love you, you love me. Everyone loves the acclaimed tag team with the great big hug and the scissor from me to you. Won't you say you love the acclaimed too? What a beautiful, beautiful song to send in. We appreciate and respect you. <laughs> Rob Wilkins said on the on the stream, taking shots at Minnesota. What are we doing over here with Von Wagner's accents? Minnesota. But then he said he approved. He he likes us. Well, thank you, Rob. We like you too. Pretty great, Rob. Like you, like you lots. Go oh, check out you're great. Stuff. Oh, yeah, Rob Wilkins oh, is so great. great. Oh, he's so so great. Go check out his uh, his retro review over on the FightfulSelect.com with uh, our pal Kylie from Tag Talk. Subscribe for five dollars. They talk about double or nothing 2019, don't you know? Ah, uh, what a pape. We move on to Baron Corbin. We forgot about Tiffy. We did? Yeah, what? she did a backstager where she was just like, who's gonna win? Well, Joel, like, turns out I run this show and I was gonna loop that in before the battle royal. So calm seems down. Bad. Seems like a bad idea. I know what I'm doing over here. This is my sour grab society. Okay. Fine, Corbin versus Trick. Corbin versus Trick. Uh, this presentation ain't it for Baron Corbin, but the match was pretty solid. I don't think there was anything crazy to write home about, but nothing too bad. I think Trick has come a really long way. Baron Corbin wins with the end of days. Uh, this look, nope. <laughs> this look with this music ain't it. Uh, I, I like the idea of kind of visiting the roots of the lone wolf. I think they were getting to that kind of in the beginning a little bit, like the, the veteran version of what he was doing with that initial NXT character, I think could be really good. Pick up basketball game guy, as Alex Pulaski was calling him on Twitter with the, uh, happy Corbin music. No, 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 no. Uh, that ain't it for me, but I I thought the match was perfectly fine. I, I liked the outside spots. I like Trick being in like actual ring gear. Like he he looks good. He looks like a, a a true wrestler in a full match here and not just somebody's lackey. Like he's he's really grown in the ring and is starting to kind of cement who he is on his own independently from Carmelo without breaking away from that necessarily. Any thoughts on this match? Perfectly serviceable. Old man Hooper has a good match against <laughs> Williams <laughs> this for a second. I do like Corbin working over the leg. It's good. Uh, there's just good, good simple psychology. I think a lot of people forget that Baron Corbin, the he, he's a he's really solid. He's he's a good wrestler. 
he has good instincts like he knows how to go um does is he always the most entertaining no not really he does throw dog food at wrestlers so there's that that's always nice uh but yeah the end of days is great puts everyone away he worked over the leg for so long the trick couldn't stand on it when he tried to take out corbin so it worked and now corbin has the all-important momentum going into money in the bank qualifying on friday and then a match with Ilya dragon next tuesday where he will definitely win that match probably not actually Ilya needs to Ilya needs to win that match. Tuesday. Come Tuesday. <sighs> We're moving along. We get a hard-hidden home truth segment with Dragon Lee, which stinks. Not here for this at all. I think it's real bad. Uh, Dragon Lee comes on to throw out five name possibilities for this new Noam Dar faction. You know, just the stuff you tune into on your wrestling news counterpoint program. Can we talk about those five names? Because some of them are actually fire. I'm going to kick you off the show. <laughs> okay. Noam's Mensa experience. Oh, <laughs> come on. The Jakara Jackson five minus one. one. <laughs> Noam Dar's rent a friends, which is the one that Nathan Fraser likes. Cause it's true. Two awful chat hosts plus two. Listen. He forgot one. The long lost legend of Lash Legend. <laughs> legend of the dog faced. Why are you sincerely laughing at this? This is so bad. By the way, Legend of the Dog Faced Woman is a Simpsons reference. So nobody, nobody think I'm being a, a dick towards Lash Legend. Uh, okay, the Jerry Jackson five minus one. That was the one. The Simpsons. A long standing truth is I didn't watch The Simpsons, so I don't know any of these things. Why I do it? <sighs> Not great. Not great at all. We oh, then oh, get a Noam oh, Dar in. Oh, what? Oh, what's Nathan Fraser. So, so I knew a guy in high school hosted a talk show. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't you're, do this with a straight face anymore. Your one and only appearance on the show. My God. This well, is it. Was a Went on the air, gave advice all the time, but he had his own little quabbles and like he had his issues at home. No, Dar responds in an interview backstage with Mackenzie. He has stolen our friend Kylie's look from Tag Talk with his little his little buns. I thought they looked cute. He looked great. And we just get a nice little kind of a promo that you expect as like a, a group setting promo, I guess here. Um, or Mensa saying that, you know, he was not on a premium live event until Noam Dar came into the picture. Uh, you get Noam Dar putting over Takara Jackson and Lash Legend, who they seem to have worked really well together from what I've seen on Level Up. Like uh, Lash Legend's come a really, really long way in the ring, which is great to see. Uh, but... This is kind of just a a typical this is who we are segment. Nothing bad about this, but I, I like the heritage cut being on the program. I think that'll be good and healthy. Any thoughts here? You you've totally buried the lead. The group is now called the metaphor. They are the, the metaphor. metaphor. As the metaphor roots one and they are very meta. Or undervalued and over is underappreciated and Jakara competed in the Titan games and Lash Legend will beat you emotionally, mentally, and physically. And she is a legend. It's in the name. She's a legend. And they're too bright to be on screen or off screen. That's right. 
but they are four of them and they are meta. And there's one meta. That's right. Four roots, one tree. Four roots, one meta. One four, well, four meta. They are four life. Alex is going to quit. We're moving along. <laughs> Looks like it's no longer my last appearance then. Hey, I don't think you would be probably the next likely suitor, but Who else we got a, a quick Mustafa Ali uh promo before this match that we get with him and you so i'm excited to talk to you about your experience in the ring today mackenzie asking him what brought him back to nxt and he says that he's not done with his story because he's not an injury prone loser like cody Rhodes. and wwe the story doesn't finish uh the chapter may have ended but the next chapter begins on monday night on monday night raw we'll see the next chapter in the cody Rhodes story addendum the story He's coming back for Wesley's title, which I think is great. Uh, I I really liked them this, and I love Mustafa Ali. And whenever wrestlers do things like, if you even still have it by the time I challenge you for it, because we're gonna talk about what happens after this. But a quick match here with Ali and you, Ali, with the sunset flip power bomb. I love this when he pulls himself back up to deliver the 450. The way he pulls himself back up on the ropes is like one of the coolest, most athletic things in the world. Talk to us about what it was like to be in the ring with Mustafa today. You mean Mustafa Ali, the, the big cheater? That 450 splash is a, is a big cheater move. And he used um, it to, uh, to win that match. Big I don't cheater. know if you should go around calling people cheaters, sir, I know, to be Chaka. honest. Never, no idea what you're talking about. And then my dyad <laughs> friends came back and they made sure that Ali understood. But that wasn't nice. There was a post-match beatdown. Yes. I was kind of hoping that you would do a little bit better than this, and this match would be a little longer, to be honest. So did I. That's why I was so pissed later. Did you not see me? I was emoting, Kate. Yeah, so what did you do so wrong tonight that caused you to be such a loser? Should have been wearing pants. That does tend to help. Yeah. Yeah. I really so. like that I'm I'm losing weight, and I'm putting on the, uh, the, the tights again. It's great. The trunks, yeah. Yeah, the trunks look good, but... Uh, Probably could have done better with pants. Big fashion night for you going from trunks to the pineapple shirt. Yeah. No, I wanted to make sure that people understood that there is a difference between the uh, the, the post-show me and the match me. I also combed my hair back for this. <laughs> Put on glasses. Well, love is blind. No, 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 no. This is chaos. On the other side. side. Not that they don't pay us to sing. They could. <laughs> Not Diet Alice in Chains. I like that. Though. I don't hate it. There's worse things out there. It's true. Um, So you're a big fat loser. You do get pissed off later. And I think that's not the worst storytelling. Um, You being the big loser of the group and everybody else getting a big win tonight sets up a nice little dissension. So that's kind of fun. Um, But we'll move along. We'll move along. Not a lot to say about this match because it wasn't that long of a match. But we'll tie in, I guess, uh, the the segment we get later with Mustafa and Tyler Bate and Wesley. Uh, Ali kind of tricks them a little bit, which I liked, into having their own one-on-one match against each other. And they lay out a nice timeline of, like, we're going to have the six-man situation. You guys are going to face each other one-on-one, and we'll go from there. And we'll see where I fit into the picture then. 
But I, I really liked him kind of walking the line between like, this is the thing you guys want. It's a thing we want to see, but also being like a little bit manipulative in that I, I think is kind of fun. Like there's, there's tones of like, I could turn heel right now if I wanted to. Uh, I, I sincerely also do want to see that. I want a Wesley, uh, Tyler Bate one-on-one feud. I want a Wesley versus one person story uh, because we've seen so many multi-man defenses and they're great. Like he's fantastic in those matches, but I, I want that emotional investment piece of it. I'm very intrigued to see where this goes. I'm guessing sooner rather than later, we get Mustafa Ali beating Wesley for that title. But this is an interesting angle. I like the way it's built on respect more than the tag team ridiculousness that we get in a little bit. What are your thoughts on the way that they've kind of had this triple threat? The three of them are on the same page. The two of them are going to fight. Like the the way this is getting laid out. Ali's trying to be sneaky and I appreciate it. Uh, Tyler Bates says weird things. And then uh, you got everyone else says weird things. And Wesley says weird things. They do a weird shake. They weird, weird handshakes. And then Ali's got the momentum because he's going to go to Money in the Bank and have the qualifying match on Friday. And then, listen, it's fine. At least they're laying it out. At least they're going to do something with it. I actually don't think Ali's going to win the North American Championship. Uh, I would rather see a Dijak and Ali match come out of this. But uh, I guess we'll see where it goes. I just don't. Is it not, not enough adversity for you? Is that what's No, there's lacking? not enough adversity. Okay. So need maybe. Dijak needs to break ali's ribs i was gonna say a, a broken bone needs to enter the picture yeah 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 yeah. we need hard justice hey joel uh what, yeah. do you, what do you think my favorite thing to eat for dinner is chicken parm no you don't know me at all man i guess we should have a fight when my we should probably fight. your birthday <laughs> Is January 1st of 1993. Wow, not even close, Kate. We should fight. Oh, we're going to fight about it. Joel, what's my favorite type of office supplies? Staples? No, those are for when you split people's heads open on wrestling programs. I like post-its. Let's fight about it. Oh, yeah? What is my favorite color? Pineapple yellow. Uh, no, it's green, which is also what color I'm wearing on the shirt. We have to fight about it. Oh! Horny! But once we fight, Kate, we will become better friends. Just like these two friends I had back in high school. Joel, enough about the friends from high school. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to hear about them. I bet you knew their favorite Billy Joel hit from the 80s. Uh, Uptown Girl. It's okay. Strictly 80s, Joel. (laughs) If you're a stepbrothers fan, you get that reference. This is so corny, but it leads to Malik Blade and Idris and Ofei fighting next week. Also, sorry, I'm tearing up. Stupid Canada is on fire and it was very ashy outside. You're just having such a good time that you're laughing so hard that you're crying. I'm just so emotional about Idris and (laughs) Malik. And Malik and their, their friendship hanging by a thread here. Uh, so we will move along to something better in Eddie Thorpe with Damon Kemp. I kind of liked this feud. It's been built out pretty well. I don't really have any complaints about what happened here. I think Eddie Thorpe continues to look really strong. 
I can't argue with fringe boots. I think they look good. Um, and his striking is is great. He's just he's really good in the ring. Damon Kemp's a good dance partner for him. This was fun, man. Like I, I don't have a problem here, but some good in ring work. We get Eddie grabbing Kemp with a front face lock at the finish here. Him escaping, and they almost run over the ref. A German suplex by Kemp for the pin, but his feet are on the ropes. I don't need that kind of schmazzy ending with like two guys that can go this well, but. Uh, I they're building out a feud. I get it. Um, I just feel like Eddie Thorpe shouldn't be the kind of guy that's like cheating when he's this badass in in the ring already. Probably like feels kind of like cheap and and unearned here. But I like the match. I I really like Eddie Thorpe a lot from what we've seen from him. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we got here? Yeah this this was a good match, which kind of surprised me because I I know that both men. Well, first of all, like Eddie Thorpe, yeah, I know his background, Carl Fredericks and all that stuff. Damon Kent's been coming up. He's been getting better and better. You see him on level up. He's gotten, honestly, since his heel turn, he's just gotten better, which I appreciate. Um, he rules because, like, he's a total douchebag in this role. And I feel like he knows some people in his life from whom he can take that influence, which is helpful. And uh, the, the this is going to turn into, like, a best of... It could turn into a best of five, but realistically, probably a best of three. And I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this whole thing goes on to challenge Wesley at the end of it. Uh, you stretch it out for a little bit, maybe do a big blow off match at uh, at uh, Great American Bash at the end of July and have the winner be number one contender for the North American Championship. Uh, and Eddie Thorpe, he reminds me of this fox I knew once when I was really buzzed off of a super spicy chili that I ate. Sent me on a quest to find the meaning of life. That's a Simpsons reference, Kate. Great American Bash. I'm just skating over it because I don't like it when people have inside jokes without me. It's like joke. The show is from like 15 years ago. This episode. Yeah, but you know I don't watch. Yeah, you should probably start. I love inside jokes. Would love to be a part of one someday, as Michael Scott says. <laughs> right. uh, what do you, bash-wise, do you think it's more great in size or do you think it's more American? Your thoughts? Well, it's in Texas, so it's going to be great in size and American in American spirits. Because, again, uh, everything is bigger in Texas, no, and there's one. nothing more American in Texas. Pick one. Uh, great in size. Okay. I think I think our friend Seahawk, Cameron Hawkins, is going to bring everybody out for the cookout at the Great American Bash. He's already invited people. That's very nice of him. Yes. And I think the Heritage Cup will be defended there, so that brings the Americanness down a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know why they would do that. It should be Americans facing for the Heritage Cup because America. Mm. That big Hulk Hogan return that nobody's asking for is going to happen right there. Hey, we got Gigi Dolan talking to her brother in an extremely natural conversation and interrupted by our favorite porn accountant, Keanu James. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we get Gigi and her brother talking about how she's going to be in this battle royal. Uh, despite having been in a weaponized steel cage match last week. And uh, Kiana saying that she shouldn't tell her younger brother things that are of such false hope, essentially. Kiana James is really kind of... Mm, she's still, she'll forever be our porn accountant. But she's she's really, like, she's good in the ring. She's figuring out how to be a heel in this way, like... She's she's got something something to work with here. Like she's she's really coming along, and I think Gigi Dolan could be a really fun next feud for her. 
Um, so I'd, I, I think the segment was extremely corny, but I, I think a feud with Kiana and Gigi is something that I wouldn't mind seeing. What are your thoughts? It is a thing that is happening. It's definitely that. I also don't love right before a battle royal when you tell us what you're going to set up. Like, that's corny yeah. To, yeah. to be that demonstrative about it. It's like, well, why don't you have the the story unfold in the battle royal and then circle back on that instead of telling us, hey, these two people aren't going to win now. And you know that. Um, so that's that was annoying about it. You want, you want me to tell you the truth? This is OK. You want to know how invested I am into the potential for having Gigi Dolan versus Kiana James? You want to know how invested I am? I don't know. Is your friend from high school going to tell no, me no, about no, it or no, something? No, 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 no. There is someone in the chat who is just three words at a time. Just random three words at a time. I have no idea what the what the hell's going on here. I am more invested in whatever the hell that is. That's an well, AI. Well, I think it, it has, I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it started with your pineapple shirt. Regardless. If it's an AI bot going insane and becoming sentient, I am more invested in that than I am Gigi Dolan versus Kiana James. But not more so than in sentient cocaine. No, sentient cocaine cocaine. is amazing. She deserves the world. All hail. Hey, speaking of not being that interested in stuff, Scripps versus Dabakato. Yabba Dabakato, by the way. Who could possibly care? Uh, Scripps winning with a roll-up in an underwhelming match. Some nice chops, I guess, from Dabakato, but I don't have a ton other to say else to say other than that. Reggie now comes out without a mask, but I guess it's still Scripps, but only people in school used to call him Scripps. What the hell are we doing? He had, like, all of this lucha lore happening with Axiom, and now he's like, eh, I don't have a mask, but it's also not that big of a deal, because I wasn't really a luchador. I just had a weird voice modulator that made Alex sound like Jesse the Body Ventura doing an impression of me, and then it turned out it was Jesse the Body Ventura, and then Scripps would come in every week. But now Alex isn't here, and now Scripps isn't here, and everything sucks. Your thoughts on this match? So I knew this guy in high school. (laughs) He was this high-flying tumbler. He swore up and down. Oh, really? Yeah, he swore up and down. He had this nickname that his buddies from tumbling school gave to him, but like nobody wanted to call him Tumbling Jesus. So much he swore this up way. and down that Tumbling Jesus was his name, and he was like, "You're gonna call me Tumbling." Tiffany Stratton, what a talent! <laughs> uh, like, by the way, going back to so now it's gonna be. Axiom and Scripps versus Yabadabakato in a very classic David's versus Goliath match. So I'm very, look, very much looking forward to that. And Scripps head must be really super hard. D A V Y D Z David's versus Goliath. Yeah, Scripps Scripps has a really hard head because he did that totally legit jumping headbutt onto on Yabadabakato. So. Oh, boy. Tiffy. Yes, it's my turn. Guys, we're coming down to the final stretch with our main event. Get in your super chats and humper chats. We don't really have a jukebox tonight because Joel doesn't do impressions and I only do this one. Toodles. <laughs> can't believe you Earlier, the girl to impersonate. I mean, 
Who's it based like on, that. Kate? Who's it based on? Tiffany Stratton. Oh, yeah, totally. Earlier in the night when Joel was trying to tell me how to run my own show and thought we'd be talking about this Tiffany Stratton interview then, I said I would do it now. So here we are. We just get a, a nice little promo from, from Tiffany uh, saying that, of course, Dana Brooke is there for her title. Why wouldn't she be? Why wouldn't anybody want this title? Um, but she gets asked who she think will win this battle royal. And she said, only Lyra Valkyria. And she's not going to pull it off. So it doesn't actually really matter. But she did take her to the limit at Battleground, um, which was all perfectly well and good. And then we dig into our Battle Royal. And we have Thea Hale winning as your number one contender. She throws Dana Brooke and Cora Jade out at the end here. Uh, you know... Bring someone from the main roster, make them feel like a big deal. Losing in a battle royal ain't exactly the way to get them cemented. I have no interest in a Dana Brooke and Core Jade story. I had any interest in a Dana Brooke and Tiffany Stratton story because I feel like there's a lot to play off of character-wise and stylistically. Um, I feel like this was terrible booking for Gigi. They telegraphed what we were going to get out of that anyway already. Really feels like it would have been a fun spot for Ivy Nile to, if not go the distance, be like the second to last one thrown out because she's this tiny bulldog that just could kick everybody's ass and do some really fun stuff in there. But there you go, Thea Hale. I do appreciate always when there are moments that feel like authentic praise of wrestlers' hard work and commentary did a nice job talking about her time in school and the hard work that she's put into things and how much she's grown and come along. So that I appreciated. Uh, this should be a, I'm guessing a good in-between pay-per-view program. Like, I, I don't have a, a problem with it in that way. And that I think Tiffany Stratton would know what to do with a young, extremely wide-eyed, like, rah-rah gal. I, I think that could be something that, that's really, really fun. Uh, but I don't think it's something that you're gonna need, like, a best of three about, right? So... Uh, I feel like this is a very, very odd thing to do to Dana Brooke, but I feel like Thea Hale's not the, the worst choice in the world for this. What did you think of the Battle Royal, kind of the positions that everybody exited at, and Thea Hale being the winner here? So there's actually a lot of stuff that happened in this Battle Royal that set up other stories moving forward. Uh, let's start at the top. So Thea Hale gets the win. Chase U and all of its glory comes out and celebrates. And I think most people recognize the Cavender twins coming and lifting up the Hale on their shoulders. Tiffany Stratton's going to need some friends to uh, deal with Chase U, Andrew Gulak, and Charlie Dempsey soon enough. And I think the Cavender twins are going to be the ones to join her. And that's where I go with that. Uh, and the, the, the setup is going to be a lot of fun in this whole story because it's going to be all about the Hale trying to overcome adversity, getting better, so on and so forth. Adversity! Exactly. Well, it's more about her just like proving herself and being the new little bulldog that could. Uh, so she's going to get real close to the victory and then the Cavender twins are going to cast in the match and they're going to align themselves with Tiffany Stratton. That's pretty much how I would do that. Uh, so that's at the tippy top. The tiffy top. The tippy top, sir. Thanks. Yes. 
Uh, Dana Brooke is home. We already talked about that. Uh, Oro Mensa being the only person allowed at ringside who wasn't a referee was a little stupid, but that's whatever. Uh, that's Lola NXT. Vice, exactly. Lola Vice was out early, but at least it was good to see her move on from level up to make an appearance in this one. Uh, Gigi and Keanu James in the future was something we talked about and we have little to no interest in. Uh, Kalani Jordan was in this this whole thing and they're kind of trying to make her into the new spot girl in these things but her elimination was really weird she like took a swing around the the ring uh post and then randomly just like fell on her back and left so there was that and yes so tatum paxley out comes uh <laughs> jamie blair and port sorry jamie blair, blair and port yeah jamie blair and port yeah sorry i'm gonna mess up that name forever now uh blair it's, davenport nope, comes perfect Blair Davenport comes out and of course her and Roxanne lock eyes because she took out Roxanne Perez. Roxanne goes out and uh, does Luthez press and gives her a kick. Wham, stop. Sorry. No, not, not stone cold. Steve Austin uh, <laughs> she comes out and does a Luthez press and does the punches. And then Tatum Paxley goes after Roxanne and aligns herself with Blair Davenport. Tatum Paxley actually found a friend that is as evil as she is. And I am all for it. And it's Blair Davenport who has that experience that we talked about earlier. So there's a really good amount of, of storytelling there. Uh, Ulyssa Leone and Valentina Ferois are pretty much the only NXT women's tag team left. So congratulations to them on becoming the next NXT tag champions once they defeat Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson in a potential these are the only women we have left match. Possibly with Island, sorry, Isla Dawn. Uh, Ice Ladon. Ice Ladon. Yeah. I like that as a stipulation announced by Vic Joseph. In a, these are the only women we have left match. <laughs> it's Good literally show. a last resort match. So, the last resort. <laughs> so far. Uh, yes, if your phone is bricked, you put it in Rice Ladon. We're not going to restart that. But either way, uh, there was. Send uh, us money, too. That's true. We could do that. Uh, and then, yeah, that, uh, Fallon Henley eliminates Keanu, Jean, uh, Keanu James and then immediately shouts, Yeehaw, bitch. Which was perfect, and uh, the rest of this was, was as is. He said, "It's perfect, yeehaw, bitch." What the hell is Roxanne doing, man? She's gonna do a thing with Blair Davenport. Her, but now her Blair only... Davenport has an evil friend. Roxanne will make a friend too. Maybe Dana Brooke. If they took the title of Ro Roxanne to have her do like a mini tag program with Dana Brooke. Yeah. You'll never be invited back on the show again. Jim Beard <laughs> with the super chat saying Orange is Cherry's Ballet. That's how I feel about Gigi Dolan versus. That's how it uh, feels like NXT's booking is. That's yeah. true. Uh, and then, of course, you've got, uh, I think Jaden Valkyria might be a, a thing down the line. Core Jaden Valkyria, because they did the Valkyria tried to skin the cat too many times and then Jade eliminated her and was like, ha ha, you suck. So yeah, again, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this battle royal that actually is going to further potential women's storylines. And I appreciate that. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that uh, last resort match for the women. I will see if I like anything that they actually set up out of it, but I do appreciate an effort to actually set things up out of this. Uh, guys, that is the normal part of the show. We have some jukeboxes that came in tonight. Oh, dear. You have one. Hmm. I have a few Tiffany impressions. I will start with mine and work yours in very shortly. <clears throat> Tiffany Spence sings. 
Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh, can you do it with the beatdown in the middle, the breakdown with the beatboxing? Can you do that? No, I cannot. Oh, Lawrence. Sorry, go ahead. Well, she sneaks around the world from Kiev to Carolina. She's a sticky finger pleasure from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea. Make Antarctica cry uncle. From the Red Sea to Greenland, they'll be singing the blues. Well, they never. Arkansas, her the Mekong from the jungle. Ad blockers. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? She go from Nashville to Norway, but there to Zimbabwe, Chicago to Czechoslovakia and back. I'm going to not read the next part because it gets dicey into international relations. So toodles. I'm not saying weird things about Pakistan on this program. I was going to say, I was thinking to myself, like, she puts the, oh, my God, you can't do that. Yeah, no, there's a, that song gets a little the bit 90s, weirder than the, the 90s, the 90s in the world Carmen San Diego. Oh, somebody sent in a Simpsons song for me to sing and not understand. Last week, it was the monorail song. This week, it's the Stonecutter stone song we song. do. Who robs game fish up their site? Sorry. I'm not doing the spoken parts. <laughs> who, who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do, we do. Who leaves Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do, we do. Who holds back the electric car? Who makes Steve Guttenberg a star? We do, we do. Who robs the fish of their sight? Craig's every Oscar night. We do, we do. Toodles. That's all I got. It's the toodles that does it. Yours. <laughs> so uh, I have to. I, I have to toodles it. I got. I got to do the the SpongeBob theme with wearing the hat. You got to make like Jake Hager and put your hat on. Yeah, it's on. It's already on. It's been on this whole time, Kate. Gotta get that sure. multi-screen going. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Pond spots, square pants, absorbent in yellow and porous to see. I don't know the words. Drop on the deck and fluff like a fish. SpongeBob square pants. Are you ready? And scene. We need Let's just say it drove me to a bigger house. I can't yell at this hour because people are sleeping <laughs> in my house. You have a kid. You should be committed to SpongeBob. I know. My kid is also 14 months old and is not watching TV. Fair enough. Yeah. That's good parenting, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> Sounds bad, doesn't it? I know it's awful. Tiffany sings No Diggity as our go home. I'm all about Yeah, this. you know what? I like the playettes. No diggity, no doubt. Play on, play it. Play on, play it. Yo, Dre, drop the verse. It's going down, fade to Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me out. <laughs> Tell me who can stop Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet, giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor like the homies Black Street and Teddy, the original rump shakers. Shorty, get down, good lord. <laughs> open all over town strictly biz she don't play around covering much grounds got game by the pound 
Getting paid is her forte. Each and every day, true player way. I can't get her out of my mind. I think wow. about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. East side to the west side, pushing fat rides, it's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash, stacking up the cash, fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average, she's on when she's got to have it. Baby, you're a perfect 10. I want to get in. Can I get down so I can win? I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. Got to bag it up. Toodles. Here's the word. Spins a verb. Love Anyway. <laughs> Guys, that's our show. All right. This was a, a lot of fun, Joel. Thank you for sitting in and uh, doing a, a balanced review, which just feels so wrong in so many ways. But we'll be back to our normal weird program, our normal abnormal program very soon. Jambeer closing us out by, uh, you know, Saying choke cherries, nine king cherry square dance, as we do. That's um, that's exactly Gigi Dolan versus Kiana James in a nutshell. That is how Joel feels about it. But guys, thank you so much for your support tonight. If you could leave a thumbs up on this video on the way out, we would greatly appreciate it. Do go over to Fightful Select and subscribe. That lovely lady with no relation to Sean Ross Sapp uh, had a, a lot to tell you about what's coming up on FightfulSelect.com. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, uh, somebody else is sitting in for Alex Pulaski, a lovely fella named Tyler, sitting in with Sean Ross for your AEW Dynamite post show. And then Thursday, because the hosts that show up are in the house, okay? We're back to our regularly scheduled program for Thursday and Friday nights. Myself and Rachel's Red with the ROH review. Cresta and this feller on the other side of the screen uh, taking your Impact review show home as well. But Joel, you're doing Impact. You're in the weeds. Sean's eating eggs with you guys. Where can the people find you? Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl everywhere. J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays over at Fightful Overbook doing In the Weeds at 10 a.m. Tomorrow, SP3 will be my guest co-host for the two hours. We have plenty to talk about from the world of wrestling. Uh, and where else am I? Third Wednesday, actually, I will be on List Goes On over on Fightful Select with Jimmy Van after he finishes up with uh, Chris Van Vliet, who will be filling in for Sean Rossap on List on Your Boy here on Fightful.com. Uh, Thursday, yes, I will be doing the post-impact show after Reg and Kate finish up. Then Cresta and I will take it over. And then Friday night, against all odds, impact against all odds is going to happen. So by Friday night, you'll see Cresta and I again doing our post against all odds show on either here or overbooked. I don't know yet, but uh, either way, that's where you'll find me. And then Kate and I host a show every Sunday at 8 p.m. Joel and Kate at 8 over on Fightful Overbooked. Go and join us there because there are so many people who do so many wonderful things on Fightful Overbooked uh, that are not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. There are a lot of really great people. So go support that channel right after you click that like button and subscribe here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Joel. And sincerely, thank you for taking time out of your Tuesdays. I feel like um, Thursdays used to be my night off. And now that those are gone, I'm like, I don't really have a breather. And that's kind of where you're at this week without having your Tuesday off. So we appreciate you joining us, guys. Have a safe and wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy your wrestling. We're out of here. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.